Okay. So today is an unusual day for what we generally do and generally when I speak or Pastor James speaks because we need to give space and time for uh, you to be able to sign up. And I'll talk about the signups here in a minute, but I, I want to tell because I am so grateful that we have new people. We have also people that have just forgotten why Faith Fellowship? You know, why Why am I in here? What is the, the point of me being in here? What am I hoping to, to see uh, accomplish? I, you could obviously be a part of any of the adult fellowships. They're all fantastic. I know all of those pastors well, love all of those pastors. But if you're going to be in here, there's something that I definitely want you to know and understand and also give an invitation for you to be a part of. And so there's something automatically right out the gate that you have to understand, and that is that there is a call, there is a commission, and there is a command. See, the thing that you have to, you have to look at, and in, in the light of some of the things that even we discussed this morning, our emotions and our circumstances and just the reality that we have to live in a lot of times can make the call or the commission or the command just like it's a way. You don't hear it. You surely don't hear it clearly. And so essentially now you just live in the reality of whatever circumstance and situation you're in trying to decide on that front. Well, there's more to your life than just the difficulty that you're in. And so let's start out with the call. Pastor James stole my thunder already because he said that God wants to reconcile us, and here's the verse that he probably had in mind. 2 Corinthians 5.20, Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. But now don't miss this. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And so as it was communicated earlier, there is this call that the Lord essentially has put out in the world, a call to reconcile every man and woman back to him. And the thing that you have to start asking yourself is if you've responded to that, you've accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Now there, there's something to that. There's an expectation. There's a reality that I get to function and live in and, and think and run through. That becomes like the filter of my life. See, in verse 21, when it says, for he hath made him to be sin for us, it's not telling us who him is, but let me be clear so that you know it is speaking of Jesus himself. To be sin for us who knew no sin, why? That we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So what does that tell me? That it was impossible for me to ever have God's righteousness without Jesus Christ. Mm. It is an impossibility. And this then becomes this call that the Lord essentially has out. And so, of course, it would be awful of me if I didn't also extend that same call in this case to ask the question, have you put your trust in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ? I want to say something here, and I don't, and I don't, I am not as eloquent as some that could maybe word it in other ways, but let me just tell you, if you have put your trust in the name of Jesus Christ, 
there is nothing greater than you've decided. Nothing greater. And it has to be the lens by which you look at everything moving forward. So from that call, it's praise the Lord. He didn't just call us and then say, okay, well, uh, glad you picked up. All right, talk to you later. No, he left us with his word. He left us with the Holy Spirit. He left us with the church. And so let's just talk about for a moment here, this great commission. You all know it. But if we go from this call, and if I don't pick up on that line, then I never get to this. In Matthew 28, 18 through 20, it says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Boy, we needed to hear that this morning, didn't we? And lo, I am with you always. See, here's the thing about that, that call. There are some assurances, essentially, that more so than just that we might be made the righteousness of God. But also, now I find that I have, I'm never lonely. So I'm never alone. How can I be if I tap into the thing, the call? See, I'm, I think this year, and you know, I've, and sometimes I feel like a record, but I, maybe I haven't said it like this. I think this year is a year that perhaps you really lean into that walk of Christ in such a way that you know he's with me. What do I have to face? What's coming my way? See, Jesus wanted to make the disciples ready for his purpose. And this is why we call this the Great Commission. The Lord is kind of laying out a big picture window. And when you do commission, you know, I, I, I was just even looking at that as a kind of a, what metaphor could I use? A lot of times the United States government will commission fighter, pilot, fighter jets, rather. That jet has a purpose. Its construction and all that it will be will be to protect American soil. And so now the Lord is laying this out in order to make the disciples ready for his purpose. See, perhaps you didn't know, the local church is the vehicle by which God means to impact the world. And this is important because obviously you're familiar with the universal church of which we are part of worldwide, but the local church is that local group of believers. So see, it mattered when Pastor James had even mentioned about, hey, now we just entered into a new space in Faith Fellowship. We tight because we know some stuff about each other. See, the Lord wanted that. He wanted it to localize so that way you get down to this level. Why do I bring that up? Because again, this we got to move forward into the command. See, we got this commission, but it sounds big, big ideas going into all the world. Where do I start? What do you, I don't, what do you mean? <laughs> like, I need some more detail to this, right? So then J Jesus gave specifics. 
to his commission in the command. In Acts 1.8, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and into the uttermost part of the earth. And then what you see then in Acts chapter 2 is the establishment of the local church in Jerusalem. It is from that vehicle that essentially the world gets turned upside down. See, the thing is, is that you got to know something this morning. I mention this because you're not at this church for accident. It's, there's a reason here, here. There's a reason you're in this class. And the thing is, is that you have to start looking at your life in a way that it's not haphazard, that the Lord has been guiding your steps all along. See, God wants you to get established. Maybe you've been kind of playing, you know, hokey pokey Christianity. And you know it. I don't have to sing it. You know it. <laughs> you know, when I said it, you knew what I meant. <laughs> but maybe you've been doing that. It's just that it's an easy thing to do because you know why? It gives you control. But listen, if you've answered the call, you, you just gave up control. You can't provide anything for you except the Lord give it to you. That's how desperate you should be. Not trying to manipulate the situation in a way that it always works out in your favor. I'm the captain and I know how to do that well. So listen, this is the year you need to get established. This is the year that Faith Fellowship needs to be the fellowship that you are established in not that you just attend. And now I'm not poo-pooing your attendance. I love it. I love to see you. I love it when, you know, this is that one Sunday where it's kind of weird just with the amount of people. Then there's one Sunday or two Sundays. It's like, we can't, we got to find chairs, right? Just because a lot of you serve and I praise the Lord. Okay. Praise the Lord. But the thing is this, God wants you to be established. And I believe first and foremost, let me say this, because Faith Fellowship is not an entity unto itself. We are part of MBT. And maybe you haven't graced through our lovely webpage and seen some things that maybe you need to know in order to help your decision on whether or not this is the place that God has you to be in. So I did it for you. <laughs> on the MBT page. Its values are evangelism, discipleship, ministry training, and missions. Now, these are the values of this church. Absolutely, if you don't know them, I see some are thinking about right, write it down. Because you need to know these values. This is, these are the things that the church is going to base all of this decisions off of these areas. With evangelism, obviously, we want to steward well sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. In discipleship, we want to teach believers the word of God for the purpose of maturing them, establishing, establishing them, excuse me, in the four goals of worship, word of God, local church, and ministry. In ministry training, we want to equip disciples that make disciples. In missions, we want to make disciples of all nations. We're not going to limit ourselves. 
just to Americans or whatever cultural background that we may have. And so the question you need to start asking yourself is, is what do you think about those values? Did you know that? Because here's a, here's a key point I want you to get down. And before I say it, before it, actually take it down. <laughs> I love it, I love it. Before I say it, listen to me now, listen. I want you to have an honest conversation between you and the Lord about just where you are. Do you feel like that your life is on like Groundhog's Day? Like, man, every year I'm in the same spot. I'm praying for the same things. I'm wrestling with the same issues. Maybe this is why. Okay, Rashad. <laughs> Conflicting values will lead to stagnation. If you don't have the values of the, of the local church that you are part of, you will not move forward. Okay, I'm just... It's not going to happen. Here's why. You will lack a singular guide for life's decisions. So then what happens is you start entertaining internally how you normally would process this issue in light of these other values that are there and not look at them and like, okay, is this an opportunity for me to share the gospel? Is this a Man, I, have I been disciple? Well, maybe I need to learn that. Just, I, it's not a value for me. And so now I'm just going to panic. And I'm going to go back to old wisdom that I may have used prior to my walk with Jesus Christ. You will be confused. How many of you come up in decisions and you're like, I don't know what to do? I Listen. It's not because uh, I'm Superman, but I just trust the word of God. There is a point where you just go, I know it has the answer. Or maybe I need to talk to Pastor James. Maybe I need to talk to Pastor Sam or Kenny. They have the answer. They will counsel me from the word of God. Like essentially it has all the answers. There's not anything that I don't, I can't not have the answer for. If you find yourself confused a lot, perhaps your values conflict. You'll be frustrated. Man, how, how many of you have been frustrated over the last year just various things? And again, this isn't to, um, you know, I don't have like get got the belt out and just like start whooping everybody. But you got to start thinking about, man, listen, I'm supposed to be an ambassador and a witness if my life doesn't reflect that, that's a problem. I answered the call. But is that all I did? Did I stop right there? Did the commission and the command just fall short? There's a big likelihood that that's the case because a lot of us got fire insurance and we're glad about, glad about that, right? Well, at least I won't be hot. <laughs> The Lord's like, I have so much more for you than that. And that is true. You will have fresh water <laughs> all the time. See, I don't want you to have too many options in life's decisions. I really just want to hear, you know, hey, uh, Dale, I had this situation. 
and it was kind of tough and I just sought the word or, hey, Dale, can you remind me? Essentially, you wouldn't say it like that, but remind me in scripture of what it is that I should be doing in this time, how I should be thinking about this. I don't want you to be confused. I don't want you to be frustrated. It's hard to watch. Especially on one hand when it's like you know the answer and the other person, it's just, it's like so far from them. Guys, we got to have these values. You know, and I know, listen, and it's super easy to be supportive of these values, but not have them as values. Okay, I should write that down. Because <laughs> see, we can be supportive of these values. I mean, we got it up there on the board. It's not, a, it's not an out for you, but we very much will fund the values. The Lord is like, get your hands dirty. <laughs> I want you to have own these values. Again, evangelism, discipleship, ministry training, missions. See, this will help on the evangelism side of it, you know, and uh, when we're talking about having evangelistic Bible studies, we will just have 100% buy-in because we will understand that our Bible studies are not just to get bigger heads, but so that we can reach the loss. With discipleship, I won't kind of have an attitude towards the discipleship team because they haven't paired me up with somebody instead of me going to go get my disciple. But I'm also at the ready when they do pair me up. I say, yes, I can do yes. Thank you for the opportunity. That in ministry training, that I don't kind of look at LFBI, which I didn't, I was late. Let me just be honest. I was late getting my <laughs> registration. So I need to do that. <laughs> but I wholeheartedly believe in it. I fund it. And, you know, and, and that part of it that you get to help, you know, Pastor Briscoe and, and what he's doing, but also being a part of it and believing it and bring it to the table anytime that I take those classes. But somehow it becomes a thing that's like, well, I don't need to do that. I'm just trying to process the simple things. I'm like, why would I do LFBI? Why would I? Oh, my fellowship leader asked me to start a Bible study. I'm not talking about any of you. But then it's like, no, I don't have time. That might get in the way of Monday Night Football, which is not a very good game, okay? Sunday is the best games. <laughs> Thursday is even worse, <laughs> okay? And so, I, listen, the ministry training thing is we have signups for. And what I'm praying for is really that you hear me and really more, more importantly, you hear the Holy Spirit's leading and you say, you know what? I am in Faith Fellowship. I am at MBT and I'm going to double down and be a part of helping this class be whatever it is that God wants it to be. I need your involvement, right? I love your attendance. I love the hugs. But I really need your involvement. You want, to, you want to take the opportunities when the Lord is providing ways that you can grow and be equipped in the ministry. And then for missions, man, we have the luxury of having our resident pastor, one, be on the missions team. You guys know the various trips that we've been a part of. And so you could always tap into us. We have internationals in the class, but 
the thing is, is really for all of us that kind of feel a way about missions, well, we want to see where's your heart for missions? Man, are you wrestling with whether or not you should be a part of one of the many trips? We have 16 trips this year. 16. One of them has your name on it. <laughs> I mean, one of them. Like, you should purpose in your heart. You want to be a part of at least one of those trips, maybe two or three. This depends on your financial situation. <laughs> but no, seriously, you don't want to let that go. See, missions is not a young man's game. We had a question that kind of came up uh, in the uh, missions class. And it was interesting where this guy was just asking a, kind of a good question about like, hey, do you, are there times, is there kind of like an age where the Lord may have passed you up? And like, and now this is for somebody else to do. And obviously the answer was like, well, no, of course not. And in our situation, we can feel like that, right? We got our kids, we got careers. You kind of like where you are. Maybe you like your car finally. And you're like, man, missions. No, <laughs> you know, I'm not doing any of that. I'm kind of comfortable right now. Um, remember when we talked about answering the call and not just letting it stop at the call? that we would go to the commission, that we would go to the command. See, I want you to wrestle with these things. There's no confusion or frustration that will come out of either one of those. But these are the things that really should be questions on your heart to the Lord. And so now to the fellowship. We talked about the church and its values. So now I want you to write this down, please. The goal of Faith Fellowship is to establish shepherds and evangelists. The goal of this class is to establish shepherds and evangelists. I'm going to take a drink here. Ow. Here's our vision statement. By faithfully attending upon the values, mission, and principles set by the word of God, we will bear fruit for our Lord. This will have an impact on our family, friends, and surrounding community until the Lord returns. That's how. So now this is why you see why I'm trying to push these values because, well, I definitely want you to decide really in your heart, like I'm here. One of the things that sometimes you just got to do is you got to be where your feet are at instead of always looking for the next opportunity. Even if you were considering the mission field, what you have to do is be established where you are before any of the pastors would honestly consider you to go anywhere. How are you doing with what you have right now and where you are right now? See, we got to intend upon these values, the mission, the principles. These things are set by the word of God. MBT is not the end-all, be-all of anything. It's just simply copying what the Lord had already wrote down. And so now, very briefly, what are the principles? Sam, Pastor Sam is going to go over this, and I could have had this kind of long, drawn-out deal here, but... Pastor Sam is going to go into great detail here, but you do need to know them. Would you please also write these down and or take a picture of them? 
So first off, you have we are a house of prayer of which we just engaged in. We don't feel like any situation is too big for God's ears. And so we are going to humble ourselves and lift those things up to him. We are always making disciples. We understand that our lives are on uh, basically on screen all the time. And we want to be making sure that we are being examples to whomever may be watching. Now, we're making an investment in people with the word of God by Bible study. We could do that by Bible study. We could do that by our examples of how we are in here, that we're trying to not have more than just one or two individuals be a part of our various teams in this class. That as was happening with, between Pastor James and I, as he shepherds me and disciples me and these, you know, is, is fathering me in this process. That you would always want, okay, and, I, and, and make sure you get this down. We're always making disciples. You have to have a heart to want to be disciples. Okay, that's not going to just happen randomly. You have to want to. Evaluation and critique and all of those things come absolutely with being a disciple of Jesus Christ. You have to be willing to accept that. We have a final authority, authority the word of God. I kind of mentioned that already, just in pointing you back to really just three simple areas of scripture, and that is not nearly exhaustive on the subject matter of any of those topics we mentioned, but that essentially you would now go and say, Lord, I know that your word has the answer. I need it. How do you learn that? Bible study again. Discipleship. LFBI. Foundations two and three. Man, how do you feel about the way that this church is providing opportunities for you to know your word for yourself, for the benefit of your life and ministry as a whole? How do you see that? Or is it just another thing they're asking me to do that I don't have time for? Okay, well, guess what? <laughs> the word of God is not your final authority. You are. Just saying. Our members are accountable in the word. Listen, all counsel given and the expectations of that counsel will be by the word of God. We will call you up to scripture. We will tell you that we love you and we will give you next steps and you will have to carry them out. And if you don't, obviously your life will reflect said consequences and or there may be other counsel difficult conversations. Is this the word of God? Our members engage in ministry service. Absolutely. This is not the kind of situation where we look at and we say, that's for them to do. No, this is for us to do. If these chairs weren't set up, it would be my heart that Faith Fellowship wouldn't gripe one iota, but that you would just get in lockstep and then set it up. Why? This is your class. Set it up. Everything. Safe, clean, and ready. Don't walk over that dirty tissue. Get another tissue and grab it because it might be wet and that is disgusting. <laughs> but don't let it happen. All right, boy. I feel some kind of way because Pastor Sam had to clean that back step. 
I think that was after Faith Fellowship had a cleaning. I really hate that, <laughs> that he had to clean that back step. Okay, so Rashad, make sure, please. Thank you, sir. Now, but I do appreciate Pastor's heart. He's a senior pastor of this church. He is busier than any of us. And he still did that. And that gets used a couple times. Like, we don't have a ton of access through there that people are using it all the time. It's less than secondary entry. But it's important to him to have it presentable to those that enter that way. Just so it helps to communicate, hey, we want you. You understand? Our leaders are serving leaders. Guys, uh, toilet duty is not a problem for me. And I would, I would trust that it would be the same for you. If you got to clean something, you got to take care of something, it doesn't need to be a situation where now we need to gripe and moan about why this person, you had to do somebody else's, hey. It's okay. A conversation can be had on why that individual may be missed, but just be ready to do it. It's all right. Don't lord over God's heritage. We're always training leaders. We always want to build our replacements in. You know, I'm looking for who the next fellowship leader, pastor, missionary, church planner could be out of this group. It is a possibility. We want to make that investment. We protect unity. Pastor James kind of just alluded to one kind of area of that, that we don't gossip. We don't look to our brothers and sisters always find fault with their faults and highlight them and make sure that we tattletale in Jesus' name. Well, we see what they do. We'll have a discussion with them. You just keep, keep it moving. Pray for them. It's all good. We operate in light of spiritual realities, and this one is like the all-encompassing goulash of our, <laughs> of our principles, where essentially, look, everything that we do, every decision that we make, every way that we act, respond, all of those things should be in light of the spiritual reality that if I am born again, that I act like it, I think like it, I live like it. And so these principles are the practical side of the values we have. And so let, here's your next key point. A lack of guiding principles in life leads to an unstable foundation. A lack of guiding principles in life leads to an unstable foundation. Now, we talked about those values and just how ugly that can get. But now we're talking about my whole foundation is just rattled. And I'm on unstable ground. How am I going to function? How am I truly going to be a part of what it is that God is doing in this place? If my foundation isn't solid. If I second guess the leaders and all their decisions. I don't have favorite pastors. Okay, the concept of that is ridiculous to me. I love all those guys. 
And I'm ready to hear any of it, whenever. Last thing. MBT's mission, this is the excerpt from our page. If you go there and look at it, you'll see this is the second paragraph of that. It says, for us, being involved in the mission includes training, sending, supporting missionaries, as well as reproducing local churches through church planning. We encourage every one of our members to take part in God's mission. And so with Romans 12, 1 and 2, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you, or ye, present your bodies, a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So guys, this is the thing that I'm kind of asking you to consider this morning, is one, that this is your reasonable service. The Lord is like, I mean, like the bare minimum. And it's going to take renewing your mind. It's going to take, you know, you can say a lot of good things, man. This year, resolutions, we know how that goes. But then that comma after says that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Renewing your mind, yeah, absolutely. We get that. This is a good idea. And then the follow through is where we always fall short, right? So here's your last key point. When there is no mission, there is no purpose. When there is no mission, there is no purpose. And so my invitation to you is this. Join us in the mission. See, as Faith Fellowship members, we will get trained. Go support missionaries and our church plants. And so with the time we have now, what I kind of want to just transition you to, Shot, will you go to the next slide there? Okay, there. We didn't, I didn't get that on the slide. What I, I want to mention to you is um, our teams, our various teams we have. And so our room team is ran by Farrell Umholtz. Raise your hand. Our AV team is run by Rashad Khalifa. Our praise team by Maria Riley. You guys know Sweet Maria. Our announcements by Justin Morgan. Raise your hand, brother. And then our admin team by Sean Riley, which is where his wife is. They had a, another um, um, a prior engagement that they had. And then Serene. Okay, and so what I have here are some signups. And what I would love for you to do is figure out which one of these teams that you want to be a part of. Um, just to kind of lay out in terms of what does the room team do? You know, one of the things that they do is make sure that things are in, in safe, clean, and ready, basically, uh, to make it short, that the chairs are cleaned up and wiped off and all that's ready to go, that we have coffee, we have cups and sugar and all of that, that the bathroom that we now have, praise the Lord, is clean and, and presentable and ready to go. And so if that's something that you feel like you want to help and be a part of, then please see Farrell when I'm done speaking. For the AV team, you see that this is going to involve, and Rashad, how much experience did you have prior to this? Okay. All right, so <laughs> Rashad makes sure 
that all of everything is working, that the PowerPoint submitted by whoever our speaker is going to be, whether it's myself, Pastor James, and others, is functioning. He may even make some subtle changes to it in order to change fonts and just to make there, you know, to be some continuity between them, uh, if need be. And then also to make sure that the Zoom is up and, and, and running, that he will advance the slides at the ready of whenever I have the clicker and then I refuse to use it. <laughs> and so uh, if you feel like that's something that you can do or you'd love to learn more about, please see Rashad. On the announcements team, that's Justin Morgan. And uh, what you're gonna do is you need to know what it is that we have going on in our church. You also have to understand, so now this is an important task here because you are kind of the point person in our class for when there are things going on, people are going to probably ask you dates. You need to know that. You need to know what the announcements are prior to the day of, <laughs> you know? And so all of those things um, are very critical. And, uh, and so see Justin about that. And then for the admin team, there are some ladies that have had interest in uh, helping Serene just with some of the logistical things like that. Obviously, uh, Sean Riley is our class manager. And so he's the one that all information runs through. He has to know everything about everybody's group. And so ultimately, this is going to be critical in terms of, you know, maybe getting our count. Um, if we're going to, you know, when we start scheduling different things, you know, uh, you know, taking care of the guys, the, the leader, the meeting that we have for the guys, um, the food, prep, purchase, laying it out, all that stuff. OK, if that's something that interests you, then um, contact Serene about that. But let me do this. I'm going to put in these chairs right here. Each of the, I'll put it over here, each of the sign-up sheets. And I want you to come up and sign up where you feel like the Lord is maybe leading you. Maybe you just want to get some info on it, okay? What you see on this sheet will be your name, number, and email. And uh, I pray that uh, the Lord would guide you and direct you. We're looking to really have you be a part. Okay, I love you. Uh, ultimately, we are dismissed, but uh, come and see these sheets and get some skin in the game. Okay, love you.